The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn a bunch of different skills that we have talked about many times on this show. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills online. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. It's like you get to go on that road and then you get to keep looking back and Pretty soon you don't see where you started, but it's that journey. I hate saying the journey, but it truly is. I mean, you you know, also you combine that with wisdom and experience. I learned how to, you know, accept rejection and the hard work of not giving up. Cinco de Drinko. Quarantine de Drinko. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every day has been... Drinko, drinko, drinko. That's that's all there is. I'm, that's all there is to do right now. You've developed a new habit that involves beer, which has been interesting. Why have you been looking at my stomach? Well, it's just I've never seen you drink so much beer. Yeah, listen, I'm, we're we're on quarantine, guys. Welcome back to the show. That clip was from our guest of the show, Icon. We have an icon today on the show, Paula Abdul, one of the coolest people we've had on the show, if I do say so myself. We had a lot of fun with her. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Michael Bostic. I'm a serial entrepreneur and brand builder. Most recently, the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. And across from me, my very excited wife about I guess you're very excited about Cinco de Mayo, uh, Lauren Everts. Take I, it away. I, I am excited. I'm really excited. Why not? My dad is having a party at his restaurant in San Diego outside on the street. If you're there, go head over to Elsa tonight. That sounds like something your dad would do. Brad, shout out. Uh, have fun <laughs> in the street, buddy. Be careful. Social distance. Um, Paula Abdul, she's on the show. She's an American singer, songwriter, dancer, choreographer, actress, television personality. And you might know her from American Idol. She's major. She is iconic, Michael Bostic. I know I, I was. She is an icon. Yeah. We got we, we got icons on the show. Like, yeah. That's what we have now. We have icons. What's your beer of choice? Um, you know, it's the, a lot of people. Listen, I'm not fancy. I'm not one of those guys. I like cheap beer. I like, you know, I, I don't like to make, I don't like to do any of those IPAs. Those are way too much. I don't know these guys that drink the IPA. I don't know how you can put those things down too much. Um, I go right now. I'm, I'm really into Dos Equis. I just, I go for the green bottle, the, the lager and that's it. Do you like it freezing cold with the lime or are you not bougie about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not too bougie about it. You know, I just, I take them as they come. I like a lime. I do like a lime. I like them cold. I don't, nothing worse than warm piss beer. That's, that's the worst. You know what I like? A freezing cold Peroni. Like freezing. You for a long time, you thought that I was super into Italian beers and God bless you. I mean, you just kept like buying the Italian <laughs> beer, but I really like all I wanted the whole time was a Dos Equis. I could do a Pacifico too. <laughs> Didn't someone else do that to you? Like at their house, like when every time you came over or that was Weston. No, that was was Weston. Our friend Weston. Let's not tell side stories about okay, people sorry. that nobody on the show has relevance okay. to. But okay. But I mean, not that Weston's not relevant. Weston, I mean, if you're listening, you know, you're relevant, but so you, uh, don't like Italian, you don't like Italian beer. I like it, but I like, you know, 
uh, Mexican beer. I like it like that. And also, I could do a good like Paps once in a while. Like, I don't like. I'm not one of those guys that sits back and like opens a, a case of beer and takes them all down. No, no, no. You like one cold beer. Unless I'm in quarantine, then I might take a case down. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah, things are falling apart. I, I can feel my stomach literally hanging. Like I can feel it like going over every day. It's like it, I'm like, where? It's never felt that there before. But it's yeah, there. yeah. Things things are happening. My drink of choice in quarantine has been champagne, La Piscine. My friend Ingrid introduced me to this. It's a it's a huge wine glass, like a huge one with tons of ice, and you just pour champagne on top of the ice, and it is fucking delicious. Well, With aren't that, you fancy? I, I am fancy. Let's welcome Paula Abdul to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Like I said, she is an American singer, songwriter, dancer, choreographer, actress, and television personality. You know her from American Idol. She also started her career as a cheerleader for the Los Angeles Lakers, which is pretty fucking cool to see how far she's come. I could not be more excited to pick her brain on entrepreneurship, beauty, and of course, lots of idle talk. So with that, let's welcome Paula to the show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Paula Abdul in the studio. Do you think I'd make it to the next round on American Idol? I, would, I don't think I would have made it. I don't think I got a voice for, I don't think I got that kind of voice. Well, you gave Ryan Seacrest a run for his money. <laughs> That's the first time someone said that to me on the show. But all right, yeah. His hairline's pretty good. Well, he got a haircut and everything for you yesterday. Listen, I, uh. I heard you were coming in. I was like, I can't, I got to be presentable here, you know? <laughs> so just to hop right into it with you, I want to know a day in the life of Paula Abdul. And I know every day is different, but just give us like, uh, maybe like what you did yesterday. Oh, well, yesterday I'm a completely transparent girl. I experienced a um, really sad loss this week. Monday I went to Kobe Bryant's oh. memorial and that was beautiful and and bittersweet. And that, while I was on my way there, I found out that one of my long-haired chihuahuas passed away. And that was hard. She's been a miracle. She had pancreatic cancer and was told she'd have six weeks to live. And that was 16 years ago. She's 19 and she passed. So, I mean, we were, she was a miracle every day. But yesterday morning at 4 a.m., my little teacup Yorkie passed away. So two dogs in two days That's and Kobe's memorial. It's been one of those weeks where I try to put things in a proper perspective. And, you know, we look at a celebration, even with Kobe and, and everyone there, that, that memorial was a beautiful celebration and send off for Kobe and Gigi. And everyone there spoke beautifully, gave beautiful eulogies. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. The performances were beautiful. And, you know, and then I reflected on how beautiful it was to be a mom, a mommy to my my little dogs. You know, Tinkerbell was with me for 19 years, and then I just lost Charity. She had a heart attack yesterday morning, and she was turning 13. That's devastating. We, You know, one of my worst fears, we have two chihuahuas, and you have Tinkerbell. Ours is named Pixie, and she's almost Aww. 15, well, almost 15 years old. If something happens to that dog, I am going to be a mess. Yeah, it's it's such a an enormous, profound loss that you feel. You know, they say animals only hurt you when they leave. It's, you know, they're your children. They're your extended family. And they're th that unconditional love that no matter what, they cheer you up. And if people, you know, people that don't have chihuahuas or don't understand, it's a it, whole different thing. Because I've had big dogs my thing. whole life and, when, and she got chihuahuas. It's a whole different thing. And I've never been more in love with a pet than this chihuahua, or these two, two chihuahuas. Mine too. And I'm going to have to show you 
pictures of my dogs before we leave here. We have to share pictures. So, you know, that's, okay, so that is the extreme one end of my life is always um, trying to find the celebration in things that are very, very painful. And then on the busy days of my life, they're filled with always getting some kind of workout in during the day. I It depends on, on my sleeping pattern because when I'm doing my residency in Las Vegas, I don't leave the stage. It's a two-hour show. I get off the stage at 10 o'clock, do meet and greets. I don't get back to the hotel till 12.30, and it takes me hours to decompress. So I have to learn to adjust my sleep, but I try to get at least six hours of sleep a day. Is there any other wellness things you do when you're feeling sad, like you're feeling this week? Is there like a meditation or anything else? Yes, gratitude. <laughs> you know, meditations on gratitude and counting your blessings and being grateful for the love that you have in your life and the love that you've been able to provide. Also, laughter. You know, when I'm sad, I immediately look for laughter, whether it's a comedy, a, you know, a rom-com, or just being around my family and friends that I love and laugh. And, you know, you have to be around people that make you feel like you're rising to the occasion and always like trying to be the best version of yourself. And that's sometimes very difficult to do because things that, you know, the obstacles and the ups and downs that we go through in our life can tend to bring us down and to dwell on it. But that never gets you anywhere positive. So it's kind of like shifting the paradigm and deciding what am I going to do right now to take me out of it. And it just it's just a shift, a paradigm shift of saying, I choose to do something right now that's going to make me feel better. You're so right. I mean, like the things that happen in our life, like that, they have great impact. But I think what has lasting impact is when we sit and just dwell and dwell and dwell. And so many people, there's a lot of young people listening, they can't get off a subject, right? If something tragic happens, they just sit there and think and think and think. And it's like they're in their own head and it's they're taking something that's terrible and making it much worse and they're suffering much longer than they need to. And and then what you're absolutely right. And then what I find is that when something's uncomfortable or or sad or, or painful or, or embarrassing, it's like we tend to try to run away from that feeling right away because it's so uncomfortable. But this is a profound statement. Like I always say, if you're in pain, lean into the pain. Don't run from the pain. So if you're fearful, lean into the fear because if you learn to get comfortable in the uncomfortable, it goes by relatively quickly. But if you keep running away and thinking about running away, dwelling on rent, you're never giving the chance to even see how quickly it can pass. So I would say learn to get comfortable in the uncomfortable because lean into it as opposed to run away from it. What are some big things and small things that you do to maintain your energy? I mean, I feel like you have so much energy and and what you're doing to, I mean, to be out until 12 o'clock doing meet and greets and then going home and why, I mean, that's a lot. It's, it's a lot, but you know, when you love what you do, it's definitely work. But when you love what you do, you don't mind it because it's it's so gratifying and it's humbling that you get to do what you love to do. And and I'm grateful for that. You know, I don't take anything with my career for granted. I don't take the people I love for granted and the things that I love. And I, I love performing. I love connecting with people. I think like, you know, I love performing, but what I really love and thrive on is connecting with people. That's, you know, performing is the, is the icing on the cake. It's just what I need and what feeds my soul is being able to connect. We 
need to talk coffee for a second, okay? Specifically, ground mushroom coffee. This coffee has lion's mane in it. If you are at home, which most of you are, and you are trying to kick a caffeine habit, this is for you. You guys know we have been a fan of Four Sigmatic forever. And Michael is specifically a huge fan of their ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane. Um, I've been known to steal a cup or two in the mornings too. I feel like this really helps me not drink too much caffeine. And this one definitely doesn't give you those jitters that you feel after too many cups of coffee. So if you're sitting there and you're wondering, you know, hey, mushroom coffee, that sounds a little bit strange. Does it taste like mushrooms? No, it doesn't. It tastes just like coffee and it contains lion's mane and many other functional mushrooms, including chaga, which is the king of mushrooms, helps support your immune system, which we need more than ever right now. It has a ton of antioxidant properties and it just plain tastes good. It's just good for you, you know? And the lion's mane, you guys, we need to discuss this. This is my specific favorite functional mushroom. Basically, it's known as your brain's best friend. It supports focus, productivity, and creativity, which is so vital right now. We need all the creativity we can get. For all you wellness lovers, it's organic. It's fair trade. It's vegan, keto, sugar-free, dairy-free. This product is like legit. It won't give you the jitters and it has so many superfoods in it. It's going to give you all the amazing benefits of coffee and you'll even get like a kick in the ass, but you also get superfoods in it. So it's a real win. And of course, we have a special offer for all Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast listeners. You receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-A-M-T-I-C.com slash skinny to receive 15% off your order. Guys, try the ground mushroom coffee. I am telling you, it's legit. It'll give you a little zing. With that, let's get back to Paula. When you think about your career, because you've had a very long, successful, prosperous career, there's a lot of young people starting out and they're starting things in the, you know, with social and all these different channels popping up. They're in the somewhat in the public eye. It's different scales. But when you think about career longevity, and it's something I'm interested in now because I'm working with a lot of young people that are starting out. What do you think it takes to have the type of longevity and success that you've had? Because you've been doing this a long time in the public eye with success. And and that's something that I think people are having trouble contextualizing. That if it's if you're building a personal brand or something that's you, it's not just what happens this year or next year. It's like how do you stretch that throughout your life? That's really a an interesting question. And there's so many different answers to it, but I kind of feel lucky that I started building my career before the internet. Mm-hmm. You had to work extremely hard. You didn't have the ability to be have the exposure. So it was like pull your sleeves back and you know do the grind. And it do, wasn't like one day you went viral and then no, you were, you don't. Yeah. That doesn't happen. So it was it was learning the value of working hard and the reward that it, how it pays off and the stick to itness because because with the internet, what's been a blessing is that things can happen overnight because of going viral and exposure. But I think the good old fashioned way of like building the foundation, doing the work, seeing step-by-step little positive results, it's like you get to go on that road and then you get to keep looking back and pretty soon you don't see where you started. But it's that journey, I hate saying the journey, but it truly is, I mean, you. You know, also you combine that with wisdom and experience. I learned how to, you know, accept rejection and the hard work of not giving up because my odds were in my favor if I kept suiting up and showing up. And 
you know, there was no other way to try to figure that out. You had to do the step by step. I didn't climb any conventional ladder to success. I kind of broke my own mold and created my own path because I never was the obvious choice. Like I knew that as a child, you know, I was born three months premature. I weighed 2.8 pounds. Wow. I had complete turned in hips, hip dysplasia. You know, for a dancer, you have to have it turned out. So everything was a fight and a struggle. I had a broken windpipe and collapsed lungs. So for the first two and a half years of my life, I mainly spent it passed out, fainted. Because anytime I'd wake up and I'd go to cry, I'd inhale and I'd pass out. So it's like the fact that I was tenacious and wouldn't take no for an answer. And my dad taught me this as I was a little girl. He'd say, get over here. God damn it. You're an aptal. God damn it. Like I knew God damn it was good. He said, you can do whatever you want to do. And remember, when people say no, it's just the beginning of a negotiation. Smart. <laughs> That's my yeah, dad taught me as a little girl. Your dad. Oh, my dad was like, he he was great. And my mom provided the beautiful tough love because she worked in the industry for, you know, film presidents, you know, the studio presidents. So she saw so many young girls trying to make it. And she'd say, no, you're going to go to law school or going to go to medical school. And, you know, for me, when I was four years old, I saw Singing in the Rain. I was sitting down with my family watching MGM musical. I discovered Gene Kelly. And at four years old, apparently I stood up, walked to the TV set, said, this is my dad. My dad said, no, I'm your father. He could be your TV dad. I kissed the TV screen and said, I'm going to be that. And like I knew that was my calling at a very, very young age. So I learned to like, you know, with things that were the obstacles I had growing up and not having breath control and not having the ability of a body that worked in sync as to become a dancer. I was a fighter. You know, I, I did it with just working hard and believing in myself when no one else did. And then I you know who would have ever thought that becoming a Laker girl would be my foray into the entertainment business. It's pretty wild. And what was the prep before becoming a Laker girl? Were, were you taking dance lessons every single day? Like what what went into becoming a Laker girl? Because I know that's wild. Well, what's wild about it is I certainly did not fit the mold of the cheerleader. Like I don't have legs for days. I wasn't built. And I didn't, you know, cheerleaders were like mostly tall, five foot seven above or, or teeny and skinny. And because they were the flyers. For me, it was I love dancing. So in school, in grade school, in junior high and high school, other than partaking in the, the winter you know, musicals and the spring musicals, I needed an outlet to dance. And I, I was started taking dance lessons when I was eight years old. And that's really late and old in today's age. Like when I would be on So You Think You Can Dance judging and how old are they? Still? I mean, they're well, the I mean, kids now. They, you, you have to be, I think, 16 to enter, but there would be all these little kids that would come and we'd let them just get on yeah. stage and audition. And one little girl goes, I'm five. And I go, when did you start dancing? When I was two. I go, why did you wait so long? <laughs> like who? Like people, they're taking dance classes at two. It's, it's crazy that dancers today are little machines. They're like transformers. You know, when I started eight, that was later. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it, and I loved doing the musicals at school. And the funny thing is, is with, with me fainting, like I would run in, in gym, and I'd faint. I decided that I'm going to become a flautist in the orchestra, which is all breath control. 
and it would be up oh, there she goes see how long it takes before she comes to again i mean it, how long did that last for like until well, you I, stop passing or does it did it's it, just you outgrow it okay. and it's always been like i had to really concentrate on building up cardiovascular strength and getting back into like what is a day like for me if i'm preparing for a show I do the muscle conditioning and at the stretching and Pilates, and I do free weights. But I really have to pay attention to get my cardio in because I, my show's two hours long and wow. it's falls to the wall dancing. And, and I'm on stage like pretty much an hour and 50 minutes of those two hours. So it's Holy crazy. crap. And when you were performing for the Lakers, how long are you like having to oh, perform? So when I performed, started performing for the Laker girls, the cool thing was, let me tell you how I became a Laker girl. I used to teach dance and cheerleading camps right out of high school, my first year of college. And a few of my friends who were the tall, beautiful, long legs, blonde hair, blue guy, dancers and cheerleaders came up to me and they looked down at me and said, hey, Paula, you want to come with us to try out to be a Laker girl? And I looked up at them and said, no, I don't fit the mold. They said, oh, come on, come on, come on. I figured what the hell do I have to lose? So I brought a dance bag and I thought everyone else did but I I knew probably I was going to get cut but I brought different changes of clothing so five of us were there I, three of us got cut be, me included before we even got to dance just based on typing you know they just know. looked at you and said yeah, hey, that's wrong yeah. okay and I used to stand sit, like pose on my toes like like my skin make me taller but I, literally I got cut I went into the bathroom I pulled out another leotard and tights I now put my hair in a ponytail and entered as my middle name, Julie, and spelled my last name, A-B-B-A-L, Apple. And then I got cut again. So did the other two girls. So all five of us were cut. And as we were leaving, I said, wait, can you guys stay one more round? I still have one more outfit. And they were like, no, screw you. <laughs> they said, take the bus home. And I literally stayed. I had one more outfit. I pulled out the old Jane Fonda, red and white chevron striped leotard with the blue leg warmer and blue blue headband and leg warmers, and uh, I put my hair half up, half down, and I entered P.J., Paula Julie, and I spelled my last name Apple. <laughs> and that third time, I got it. So, wow. that's And that, by having balls to do that, and, and actually having that reckless abandon, and knowing, like, there are no rules, you know? That's the key. That's yeah. the key. If, there's, if it's not written in the rules, it's not a rule. That's, like, that's another thing my dad taught me. So... Yeah, I've just always had that ability to kind of just say, how can I come in from the rafters or come in from underneath the cement? And like just figuring out my own way. It's just not accepting a traditional door, just doing your... Because not all of us are traditional. And, you know, I didn't fit, you know, I was square peg trying to be fit into a round hole and it didn't work. Story of our lives. (laughs) It's the story of our lives. Out of all the celebrities you've worked with and all the successful people you've been surrounded by and you're so successful, what's the commonality between everyone? Is there was there one trait that you see across the board that you feel like you also have that is like We all feel like we're frauds. (laughs) I mean I was a Laker girl and I was discovered as a choreographer when the Jackson brothers were season ticket holders. And they were looking for a choreographer. They didn't know that. That's how that. That's how the relationship started. By yeah. but wow. And they didn't know that I was also a Laker girl. So when I met them, I mean, I was seventeen and a half, turning eighteen. I lied about my age because you had to be eighteen. Um, and you know that was my first big break. You know that was crazy. And and from that that point on, 
you know, then I got to meet Janet and work with Janet. And then that changed the trajectory of now all of a sudden I have a big career. And I got to work with some of the most prolific, I mean, you amazing worked with guys. everyone. But I mean, I, I'm just trying to read your resume here. It's like, it's endless. Very grateful, knock on wood. When the Jackson family wanted to work with you, what does that feel like? To the line I was saying, I'm a fraud. What am I getting? You know, that's like, that was the, the one thing I remember being, getting into my white Cherokee Jeep in the forum parking lot in Inglewood where the Lakers played. And I remember rolling up the window and just crying in the parking lot, going, oh, my God, what what am I going to do? I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you feel like you couldn't deliver? What well, I did, like, like, why me? It's like, it's, it, there's a, that, that weird thing, like, why me? And then you have to shift it to, well, why not? You have to believe that you can, and then eventually you really can. So it's like you figure it out. And I feel like that, you know, there's a lot of successful people that have like what we call imposter syndrome, but yeah. that's what, what gives you the kick in the ass and the motivation it to does. just get better and keep working harder. If, you know, I like, I feel like if I, if I didn't have humility, I don't know if I'd be successful. I think that we're always here to be a student and then, then we end up being teachers and then we're students again. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Has there ever been a time in your career where you just be like, I got it. I feel, and you just like not felt that way. You just feel like I'm good. I don't need to learn anymore. There's a fine line. There's a beautiful feeling of knowing that I've got this and, I, and I, I've done the work. I've put in the work where I have practiced, been a student, and I feel good about my preparation. Gene Kelly, when I finally got to meet him, which I'll explain later, goes, you know what? Here's the recipe. It's very simple. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That's what he said to me, and it's really true. You know, you become great at what we do by doing the work. So, so much so that every day you guys can deliver a different interview. If you keep going by the books or a formula, it becomes not as fun, it's a little stale, and you don't get to have the great feeling of like, what's today going to be like? So I think that if you prepare enough, and I know this with performers, with Michael Jackson, working with him in particular, he was so masterful at commitment and like commitment I've never seen amongst any other entertainer. But his best, you know, kryptonite was being able to rehearse over and over and over again. Even when he said, no, no, that was bad. And I'm going, anyone would wish to have what you say is bad. But it was the methodical over repetition over and over to the point where his performance was so inside and so unbelievably like knowledgeable and he got it so that he could be free and have a different performance every night because no matter what happens he could always fall back to what he kept learning through repetition and i think that that goes for everyone you know when you when you want to be really great at what you do it takes a lot of work Hold up. I want to take a quick break to talk about how you have some extra time on your hands in quarantine. Don't we all? Don't we all? And guess what? More time means more time to learn. And that is why we are absolutely obsessed with Skillshare. This has been a partner of the Skinny Confidential, him and her, for a while now. And there is a reason. Our whole platform is about bettering yourself, being the best version of yourself. 
and just making those little habits that make a big difference in the overall success. So for those of you that are not familiar with Skillshare, it is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people all in one place, taught by people like you and me. They have classes from productivity, lifestyle, freelance, entrepreneurship, creative writing, film and video, graphic design, photography, web development, marketing, pretty much everything. So if you're sitting at home right now and you got some extra time and you're wondering, there is one class that I definitely want to recommend that a few readers and listeners have messaged me about. It's called Productivity Masterclass, and it's by Thomas Frank. This is one of my favorite places for people to jump into Skillshare because it's it's something that you can that all of us, anybody that's trying to be productive, which we all are, um, can immediately jump into with tangible, actual things that you can apply immediately. So whether that's managing your tasks, setting up your calendar, learning how to take notes, learning how to organize your digital files, getting better at email, this class is really an amazing place to start in Skillshare. And if you're out there and you didn't like the job that you had before, before quarantine. This is such a great time to go on there and check out their entrepreneurship classes. They have creative writing, they have graphic design, they have marketing, and they even have how to edit your Instagram story video. There's so many skills. Yeah. And we've been talking about this platform for a long time. They've been a, they've been a partner for, for years now. And you know what better way to use it than for free? That's because we have a special offer just for our listeners. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash TSC. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash TSC. Guys, we might be hunkered down for a while. So take these next few months and learn some new skills. Let's get back to Paula. Let me ask you this. When when there is someone like Michael Jackson or these celebrities that you work with that put so much into their craft, do you think they have to sacrifice in other areas? Because I'm, I, I just told you I just became a mom. So I'm feeling like, can you have it all? Like, or do you have to really sacrifice? I think everything comes with sacrifice. Everything that you want to achieve, there is a balance of sacrificing. If I were to be able to talk to my younger self, I would have said, stop being afraid to say no. Because this business makes you fearful of that. Like, if I don't say yes, I may not ever work again. Somebody else is going to come Someone else is going to come along. They'll undercut me. They'll charge less. They're, they're, if, they're more talented. Now's my chance. And the, and the thing is, is that if you say no, if it's not something that inside of you that it's not about the money, it's about you cannot, you cannot not do this job because you would feel like this is something you so want to do. But when you do things for money, that sometimes works out great. But if you only do it for money, oftentimes it's a letdown. So I always say, you know, do what you're most passionate about. Don't be afraid to say no, because if you're doing the work and you believe in yourself, if you're leaving yourself open to saying yes to something else that you may not have been able to choose. And I say that even with like vacations like family time, you know, things that I sacrificed by working so much that I wish that I would have been more diligent and really understanding not to be fearful of I may not work again, but to be really mindful of the choices that I make. And the sacrifice is always this. The more success that you have, the more you're going to have more opportunities and more choices. And balance is so important, but we don't really grasp that at when we're young. It comes later with through wisdom and experience. But when you are married or you have a significant other and then children play a part, it's like a chess game that you have to kind of like choreograph and figure out, okay, if I do this, what am I going to have to let go of? I think people get in trouble with that concept because they think, you know, they hear this word balance 
And so they think, oh, I just got to be balanced, but they don't realize, it, you know, anything. If you want to spend more time with your children, that comes with a sacrifice of maybe your career, right? If you want to do, if you want to go deep, deep into your career, maybe that means less time with your children. And I think as long as you're aware of aware what those of costs are. And also we, like at times I'm not good at, at that. So I have found that sometimes I need to bring someone into my life that is masterful at that. So there are these life and strategy coaches that really help you because when you're, when you're going 90 to 100 miles per hour in your career and life, it's sometimes hard to just stop and compartmentalize things. So I brought people in who can help me choreograph my life a little better. And that's been very valuable. I me. think it's also when you're so in it and you're going that fast and there's so much going on, sometimes people have a hard time stopping and asking themselves like, hey, is this actually really making me happy? Like, Because what happens is in society, say you're having success, you're getting rewarded and you're making money and your career is growing, but you're miserable. Like, and you don't, and you, and you all, like everybody's being like, wow, you're crushing it. You're doing so great. This is just going so well, but you haven't stopped it. Like, is this actually what I really want? Yeah, I think a lot of young people, like people in general have a hard time stopping and asking himself that question because we're driven because we get excited and success is seductive and you want to once you experience that you want to experience more it's finding people in your life that help keep you grounded and help you stop and smell the roses because again when you're in it and you're going fast you don't take that time usually to see what you've accomplished and where you began and where you are right now and what's coming next. It's um, it's not the easiest thing to do. Millennials, what advice would you give to them? If you could give one piece of advice with social media, um, millennials that are hustling, they're entrepreneurial, what's your one piece, your one gem? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're all, we all have uh, feelings. We all, we're all reactive human beings. For as many people that love you, there is equal amount of people that despise you. You can't please everyone. That's why you have to not take things so personally. And, you know, I would say this, if, if you're being critiqued and it's hurtful as you're reading it, put it away for a minute. Do something like make breakfast, make a meal, do something completely different. Then when you have calmed down a little bit, go back and read it again. And then you can compartmentalize. If someone's attacking my physical looks or it's just something that's really none of my business, let it go. Yeah, it hurts, but no one's immune to that. But pay attention to the things that are irking you that there's a little bit of truth to it mm -hmm. because you always can learn and work on those aspects because you know inside they're actually a little bit right here. I'm going to work on that. The other stuff that they're saying, that's their opinion and there's nothing you can do about it. Pay attention to things that can help build you and become better as a human being and your profession. What is your morning routine if you have one? Well, I am far from being like this meticulous, like regimented girl. I, I When I kick into gear, I kick into gear. But, you know, I also do this thing that's not so great. Sometimes I go from zero to 100. Like if I come off of, of touring or, or performing, I want to do anything but work my body. I need my body to recover and rest. Sometimes I take a little bit too much time off and I feel it the next time I'm starting to gear up again. So I try not to do that as much anymore. And I'm getting much better at it because like everything, it's, you can't have all or nothing and you can't, nothing's black or white. It's like learning to live in, in the gray area. And there's so many different shades of gray 
There, there, it, you don't have to be black or white. And it's just finding something that works for you to try to stay in a, in a healthy lifestyle because that provides a healthy mindset. When I don't take care of my body or if I don't work out, I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel motivated. I feel slovenly. I feel like, what am I doing? I'm like wasting the day away. So I, I give myself time to have my body recover. I catch up on binge watching TV shows that I love. What's your favorite? Okay, I'm a Bravo freak. So am I. Thank God, because <laughs> people think I'm a freak that I love Bravo so much, but I really do. Like, like my favorite thing is, is going to Andy Cohen's show. Like, I feel like I'm I'm in heaven in there. But I just, that's the that's the stuff I love to do when I don't want to think about anything. And then there's such good television right now. All there's the so cable. many options now. It's there's hard, it's hard so for me to many. keep up, you know? There, there are so many good shows. What's your, okay, so top three shows right now. Oh my god. Not goodness. like reality, let's just say like, if you're like scripted uh, shows. Okay, I love Shit's Creek. I <laughs> See, we started getting into that and then we like we only saw the first four episodes and I, I think we would like, but it's hard to get her to sit down and binge, so I might have to just do it on my own. You have to. It's so funny. It is so funny and I'm so bummed it's the last season, but I'm so happy I got to experience it because, and I've been, and I've met the cast and I've, they've interviewed me for, for this last season that they're having. I just, I get such a kick out of that show. The dad and mom, I, I don't know their name. I know. Eugene Levy. Yeah. And Catherine. They're Lillard. so funny. They're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about American Idol. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Is it yes. something that you look back and you're like, so happy you did it? Did you love the gig? Oh, I, I'm extremely grateful and feel blessed that I got to be a part of something that nobody believed in, that changed the trajectory of everyone's lives, including mine. You know, it changed the history of television. Look how many franchises that, I mean, I would say American Idol kicked off multiple franchises. Some associated it's not, but like that show kicked, I mean, there's so many shows that have that type of format now that basically and, you guys And thank here. God, because there's no shortage of raw untapped talent out there. It's great that these shows exist and that there's all these formats for people that Otherwise, would never figure out how can they get on TV. You know, these shows, you go out and you find the talent, and it's pretty cool. Don't you ever think, wow, I've launched all these amazing careers. Like, there's so many careers that have been launched off this show that wouldn't have been launched. I'm like a proud mama. Yeah. Like, I'm a mama bear and proud. I feel like, you know, I had the best ticket in the entertainment industry. Every single live show People were scalp trying to scalp tickets to get in. It was such an amazing experience. And to be sitting there, you know, front and center to witness awe-inspiring talent, it's incredible. And to see the success, it's, you know, individually, we were a part of making these, these unbelievably talented young kids go on to have blockbuster careers it's and great. the casting of the judges the energy was so right like you it was you the perfect manufacture cast. It. it was it was like it wasn't it was luck i mean everything just kind of met in the middle of this amazing electricity and energy and it's not it was real i mean you could see simon and i despising each other <sighs> and then hysterically laughing and and understanding how we work together and randy and you know, the three of us were like, it was just like the perfect combo. And it, and there was nothing scripted to worry about. As a matter of fact, the things that were scripted usually were jokes that they were playing on me. I was the recipient of all of that stuff that finally through the seasons, the audience started catching on. 
oh, they're making her look like pin the tail on the donkey. And I'm the donkey with the big ass. You know, that's that's what would happen. I would be like hearing like really crazy stories. And I'd be going, who are you talking about? Me? When the missiles are flying, I go, How that's not true. Boom, boom, boom. And like, it's like, I don't have any brothers. So I learned what it was like to fend for myself. That show was gold. All the shows, though, that you've been on have been gold. Like, I just feel like like American Idol, like to look back and really just, I mean, see people like Kelly Clarkson. Is there one person that you look at and you're like, wow, they've had like a really strategic career? Well, I think that we help discover them and give them that platform. It's what happens after they've achieved that success. It's surround yourself with good people that good people, not just your friends or family, good business people that are going to help guide you and that respect your opinion and that you respect theirs. That's, it's hard because it's, sometimes it's you got to get rid of friends and family when it when it comes to your business It's life. knowing that if they're not right yeah. to be involved in your life that way professionally to know then doesn't feel right, I must make a shift and change. And that's hard, but it's important. I mean, the, the craziest part of American Idol was the fact that they were living in a bubble. They, you know, everything was taken away from them. You know, so you know, social media was just really starting. Message boards were happening, and they learned that they have to stay off of that. And the success was happening. You know, what I loved is that if you were in the top ten, each one of you had millions and millions of solid fans. It's what do you do with that when the show's over? So you didn't necessarily need to win. Like you were, you already had a Jennifer large Hudson. Numbers. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson, Chris Daughtry. Adam Lambert. It's so relevant, though, to even now, because some people, like you said, go viral, and then they don't have the tools to maintain and grow and be strategic. It's kind of the same in a way. It's like you have to really surround yourself with the right people, have the hustle, have the talent. It's like a a recipe. It's something that, like, you know, sitting in this seat and running this thing, we have a lot of shows here, and it's it's a conversation I'm always having. It's like, you know, as a network, I'm not so excited about doing something for three or four months. I'm more excited about, like, what does a career look like for five, 10, 20, 30 years down the line because if not it's like what are we all building here like it's 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 not about a flash in the pan quick, quick it's like hit. what what yeah. what is the next project that i'm going to be going into or 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 developing while i'm doing this yeah. so that i can be at my best and have a natural flow right into the next thing that you're doing. I don't like a transactional mindset where it's like, hey, this is going to last for three, because it takes so much work and so much effort. And then people are unhappy after on both sides. And it's like, for me, it's what are we building? What's the brand? What's the longevity? And again, it's the stick to itness and believing in yourself and not waiting, not waiting for other people to make it happen for you. That is so true. With your Vegas residency, what are some beauty tips that you're doing? Is there like a facial that you love? What eyelash are you wearing? I want to know all the specifics. Well, I I am a stickler with skin regimen. That's the one thing like I don't do zero to 100. When I, I always, you know, I take my makeup off and really cleanse my face. I start in the morning with a, a great regimen. I have, And I don't have one particular product that I stick to because my skin gets used to it and adapts to it and then it loses its potency like just like we need shifts you know and so I have really good skincare products when I was gearing up for my residency you know I was at that point where I was interested in like what are like the new aesthetic treatments laser treatments and like trying to navigate what's out there it's like Disneyland and like 
when you're stepping into the park, you, so where, where am I starting? What, 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 what ride am I going to go on first? When you start looking into all the treatments and new developing, you know, medical companies that are that are creating these these, you know, products and procedures, I was I did my research and. You know, we found each other, this company InMode, which I think is the game changer in, you know, innovative technology. They're doing so much great work and new developing radio frequency laser treatments. And I saw the results from the before and afters, and it was subtle, but very clear, very clear. And I wanted, I wanted to tighten up my jawline. I'm not ready for a facelift. I, I don't want to do that. And I want any option I can have but that. So I think that the option of uh, working with InMode and, and their technology was what worked for me. And I, I, I researched, okay, I have no downtime. So, you know, I need minimal to no downtime. And I literally, I, I did this machine that they have called FaceType because I, I wanted to have a sleeker profile jawline. And I was in and out, no scarring, no no invasive it's it's so minimal and i was out the next day walking can men get it done absolutely I why do you why are you asking no, 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 that not question for you. i have a friend that keeps talking <laughs> to me of course she's it. not talking about you she might be your jawline's looking good she she manipulates me into all sorts of different things so i have to no I but gonna... i have a friend that would that's a guy that it always talks about his jawline and he's 33 years old so i feel like he needs to try this it's perfect for men for women and it's subtle but it makes a difference i love the results and they if, then they have this um, machine called body type and for me i work out a lot i'm a dancer but i don't like my triceps they're not developed enough and i wanted more tone so i tried the body type on, on my arms and like you can feel you can feel the guns here you can feel the definition bam so but it I tightens like it. everything yeah, I just did it on my arms, and then I did the face tight on my jaw, and uh, I became the ambassador of the company because the results were wonderful, and I can't recommend it more to all my friends. See, here in Hollywood, a lot of famous people don't want to share any information. Like It's like almost a stigma, but thank God for the Kardashians who've moved the needle, and you can watch the, the laser treatments that they're having, and it helps educate that's know, a big thing it's like it's, educating just understanding what's out there we've had I, a lot of different doctors on this show to talk about these these subjects yes and god bless them for doing that because you know you don't have to go under the knife to get really good you know results and i i just i love this company i i, I love the secrets tell us all okay. the secrets. well that's a big secret because that to me was a major like I and can who doesn't want a tighter jawline exactly exactly who wants gobble gobble up? no not <laughs> Um, but they also have great maintenance technology too. So there's tons of stuff that are out there, but they have great, when you get the face type, they have this, this machine called Evoke, which looks like you're wearing heads. That's like you're a DJ and it just has radio frequency and it's painless. There's no downtime. You leave the office and go about your day and work. That's maintenance. And then for your body, it's called Evolve. And they, they do like, you've seen companies that do like, where you've done, you feel like you've done 2,000 sit-ups, and the thing, their technology is 
like more cutting edge than what's out there. So that's a secret there. That that's is, a tip. That is a good secret. My plan is that I hang on to life long enough that when this technology all comes, like I can, we'll get maybe I'll get a robot arm, no. and leg, and I'll just wait to, you know. I'm, I'm, like, I'm you with know what you. I'm saying it's gonna I, My joints, like the wear and tear as a dancer, like I want a bionic leg, knee. I think you it's going to, we got a little bit more time. I heard they're making bionic eyes. So if your site's going, you can put a, you know, it's going to happen. What is a drugstore beauty product that's super cheap that you've used forever? I, uh, my cleanser is Cetaphil. And, Ooh. and I've, I've used it for decades. Like in the drugstore, the company Bond 7. Have you, Bond 7. Yeah. London-based company, I believe. Great results. I even used products like, like Avon that has some really good stuff. So you don't have to always spend a fortune, you know. There are great products out there, especially with Instagram and, and, and you see all these different products that are out there and and they're not expensive. You can try them out. You can get like sample size and it's like navigating your own way. Can you give us a healthy food tip? Like, is there something that you eat all the time that you think it's just really good for you? I listen to what my body wants and needs because pretty much I've always been that way. I've been very in tune as as a dancer, like connecting with my body. I do everything in moderation. I don't follow a diet. I don't believe in following a diet. I just believe in a, in creating a healthy lifestyle. So there's times where my body is just craving more um, plant-based food. And usually it's when I'm gearing up to perform because previous injuries, there's a lot of acid that builds up in your body. So you want to, you know, have a kind of an alkaline type of uh, meal plan to keep the inflammation down. But, you know, there's times when I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like eggs or oatmeal or, or avocado toast. Sometimes I feel like I want Brussels sprouts or I, I listen to whatever I want. I don't have a rule. And, I, and if I don't feel like eating breakfast in the morning, I will start eating at, at lunchtime. I don't follow a specific plan. Seems the theme of your life, no rules, break all the rules. Or if it's don't, not written in if, rules, there are no rules. You've done it all. You're doing it all still. What's next? Where, it's obviously um, the Vegas residency, but yeah. outside, what, what else is going on? Developing some television projects. I'm in the new Impractical Jokers movie, which is hysterical. Tomorrow, it's opening up in more theaters. It's at the, the Grove. It's at the Arc, Hollywood Arclight. It's at Universal Studios. It's a funny, funny movie. Those guys are... If you've never watched Impractical Jokers, is it? I'm, we're going to watch it. It's on True TV. Their well, their TV show is hysterical, and this is their first feature film. And um, Chris Henchy is with Funny or Die and Married to Brooke Shields. He directed it, and these guys are they're four lifelong friends since high school, and they just do everything and anything possible to embarrass one another, and it is laugh out loud funny. And the movie is hysterical. We leave every guest with this question. What is a book, a podcast, or a resource, it could be a television show, that you could recommend to our audience that you think would bring them immense value? I go back and I read The Four Agreements. Ooh, that's a which good one. I can, it's, no matter when you pick it up, reading it again, it's like reading it again for the first time. I feel like that's a very valuable, valuable book. Podcasts, there are so many good ones out there right now. I mean, I did, I list, I listened to the Dear John or what, what was that? Dirty John? D- Dirty John, not Dear John. That's we had, a movie. The, we had Dirty Tara, John. the woman who actually killed the guy in the studio. She, you know, that, that's wild. That's a whole wild story. Yeah. There's there so many good ones. I'm just getting into podcasts more because being stuck in traffic, I don't, you know, 
listening to music can get a little, I, I just find it fascinating and it eats up the time. You're not realizing you're stuck in traffic. Well, listen, if you ever need a side hustle, because there's a lot of podcasts here, what I can do is I, you know, I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to listen to the pitches on my side and I'm going to have you judge one to 10 if they get signed to the network. <laughs> right? if you ever need a, that'll be I'm your, really good that, at that. I know you are. You that's, know, I'm, that's I'm really why. good at that. I, I believe it. Podcast idol. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. that's the one. Do you know that I used to predict and like people wouldn't believe me, but I used to predict who was going to be in the top two, who would win, who would be in the top 10. I would self-address, get a, the envelope notarized, and then I'd read it on Entertainment Tonight. I was right every season except for Chris Daughtry. See? Why. So you have a knack for spotting talent. That's a talent That's the new bar I love here it. at Dear Meat. I'm going to say, if Paula Abdul says talent. that you can make the pass, then I'll sign him. That's the, that's the I, bar. I love that. Thank you. Where can that. everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Your Instagram. Give us uh, at like Paula website. Abdul. At, at Paula Abdul. Abdul. Yep. Okay. At Paul, and paulaabdul.com. Okay. And do you want my social security number? Where can we uh, go <laughs> see? How do we see your Vegas residency? Well, I'm going to be back in summer, but I because I have not solidified completely the deal. I can't name the hotel. Okay. Coming soon. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll, follow, we'll, we'll, we'll keep everyone updated. We'll follow. Awesome. Paula, it was such a joy to have you in the studio. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for coming on. Thank I you had a wonderful in. time. You guys are amazing. Now I need to tighten my neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Hope you guys love that episode with Paula. Just to let you know, we are getting ready to prep the nurses boxes. So the Skinny Confidential team is doing boxes for nurses. If you're a nurse or you know a nurse, tag yourself or them on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential. The team is picking a bunch of nurses in the skinny confidential community to send skincare and beauty goodies to not a giveaway. We just want to send out a bunch of boxes as always. Thank you for listening. Make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes and we will see you on Thursday for a mini little episode. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn a bunch of different skills that we have talked about many times on this show. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills online. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies, one of our favorite sponsors. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you are looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms, and like always, we have a special offer just for the him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. 